Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, Love Affair. The starring players... This is Herbert Marshall. This is Virginia Bruce. And this is Louis Alberni. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in one of the most delightful love stories of all time. Leo McCary's RKO radio picture, Love Affair. It stars Herbert Marshall as Michael Mornay, Virginia Bruce as Terry McKay, and Louis Alberni as Courbet. Sometimes it's the moon that plays pranks with a girl's heart. Sometimes it's soft music. Yes, and sometimes it's just a little breeze. Take Terry McKay, for example. Everything that happened to her came in on the wind. There she was on the boat from Rio to New York, minding her own business, in her own cabin, as a matter of fact, when a piece of paper came floating in through the open window. Quite naturally, Terry picked it up, discovered it was a cablegram. And quite humanly, she was reading it when a man looked in through the stateroom window and spoke to her. I beg your pardon? Huh? I believe you're reading my cablegram. The, uh, the wind blew it out of my hand. Oh, this is addressed to Michael Mornay. Um, how do I know it's yours? Well, uh, I'm Michael Mornay. Don't tell me you're the playboy that Winchell's always talking about. The one that's going up to New York to marry Lois Clark, who's got ten million dollars. Eleven. Now, if you'll, uh, hand me my cablegram... Just a minute. You haven't identified yourself yet. Can you tell me what the message says? Oh, well... Uh, it's frightfully personal. Well, it, it, it says, um, remembering a warm, beautiful night, a thunderstorm over Lake Como, and you. And you. That's you. Uh-huh. It was all right, huh? Uh-huh. It was nice? Uh-huh. <laughs> Think it'll ever take the place of baseball? <laughs> um, here's your cablegram. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just a moment. I uh, beg your pardon. Uh, oh, it's you. What's the matter? Did you lose it again? Look, I'm in trouble. I'm in serious trouble. Well, I could have told you. Playing around Lake Como. <laughs> the poor girl. I must talk to someone. And you have an honest face. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can trust you. We could go to my cabin. It's very close. Mine's closer. In fact, it's right here. Well, thank you. <laughs> This is very cozy. It's not that I'm prudish. It's just that Mother told me never to enter a man's room in months ending in R. <laughs> your mother must have been very beautiful. What's your name? Terry McKay. Terry McKay, and I'm traveling alone. You've saved my life, you know. I was bored to death. 
I haven't seen one attractive girl on this boat since we left. Not one. Honestly, I was scared. I said to myself, don't beautiful women travel anymore? Then I saw you and it was all right. My, my. And with a line like that, you won Lois Clark and ten million dollars. Eleven. <laughs> you know, we've, uh, we've still got eight days before we get to New York. Eight days for life to be bright and lovely. Beautiful and bubbly like pink champagne. Is there any reason why it shouldn't be? None at all. Except that I'm engaged. Oh. Is um, that his picture on the dresser? Yes. That Kenneth. He's nice, hmm? Uh-huh. He's all right. Uh-huh. But he wouldn't approve of pink champagne. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I suppose if I asked you to have dinner with me, you would say no. And if I said yes? Oh, then I'd ask you again tomorrow night and the night after that. And every night until we reach New York. Lovely on deck at night, isn't it? Yes, it is. Michael, do you realize this is our last night out? Well, let's not think about that. Let's talk some more about you. Let me see, where were we? You'd left Kansas and you'd gone to New York. And then? Oh, and then a job, singing in a nightclub till three every morning. Then the manager used to chase me around his office till about four, and then I went home. <laughs> and um, one night, Kenneth came along. Oh, yes. He yes. said I didn't belong in a place like that. He said that I... He said that you should improve yourself. Yeah, so I studied. So that tried. someday you would uh, be a charming, lovely wife. Exactly. Well, that sort of brings us up to date. I've only known you eight days, and my whole life's an open book. Now, what about you? Oh, nothing. I, I, I play the piano, and I write a little, and, and Corbier, you know, the art dealer in New York? Mm. Corbier tells me I paint rather well. A jack of all talents. Huh? <laughs> That's the trouble. I'm also a critic. The artist in me would create. The critic destroys. And so I do nothing. <laughs> what a pity. Yes. You know, it's um, funny how much colder it is. Almost uh, too cold to stay on deck. I hadn't noticed. The shawl you got me in Havana keeps me so warm. Dreaming? Oh, no, no. Just, uh, just looking at you. That shawl about your shoulders. The moonlight on your hair. It's a picture I don't want to forget. Terry, do you believe if you wish long enough in your mind and strong enough in your heart... You get what you want for Christmas? Yes. We'll get in in the morning. Can it be waiting? Uh-huh. I got a radiogram. How about your, um, heiress? She'll be there, too. Mm. I guess if we have something on our minds, we'd better tell it now. Yes. You know, I've never worked in all my life. Not once. I've been thinking about that. What did you say? I didn't say anything. You did, too. You, you said I was very fond of expensive things. Furs and jewels and things. Did I say that? I guess we've both been used to a life of pink champagne. It might be difficult to... Do you like beer? Yes, I do, but... I know. My father used to say, it's funny, but the things you like best are either illegal, immoral, or fattening. <laughs> I wonder what your father would think of me, never working. Well, just because you haven't. That doesn't mean I couldn't. No, of course not. But I might not find out all at once. It might take me at least six months to find out if... If what? I mean... After all, it's unfair to ask you to take a chance. What are you trying to say, Michael? I'm trying to say it would take me six months to find out if I'm worthy to say what's in my heart. 
I was hoping you'd say that. If everything goes all right for both of us, six months, that, that would be July. July, yes. Michael, have you a pencil? Oh, yeah, 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 but why? Write this down. Write it carefully so there won't be any mistake. Darling? Darling? That's for me? Yes. Darling, July 1st, 5 o'clock, 102nd floor, top of the Empire State Building. It's the tallest building in the world, Michael. You can't miss it. It's the nearest thing to heaven in New York. Oh, Terry, darling. No, Michael, please, don't kiss me now. We've both got a lot to do in the next six months. It'll be a long, hard climb to the top of the Empire State. Let's wait till we get there. most generous person I've ever known, Kenneth. I'm sorry to have to hurt you. But, Terry, you can't be in love with this Michael Mornay. He's notorious. How do you know he isn't making a fool of you? I only know I'm to meet him on top of the Empire State Building at 5 o'clock on July 1st. All right. But while you're going through this six-month period of insanity, will you let me take care of you? Hmm. I've got to get a job on my own and find myself, just as he's doing. Oh, Terry, can't you see I'm in love yes. with... So am I. March. What has become of the dashing Michael Mornay? Why, shortly after his arrival from Rio, was the engagement between him and Lois Clark, heiress to the Clark Million, suddenly terminated? Numerous rumors have reached your correspondence desk, but all of them were run to us at the... April. Just look at these figures. You're the only nightclub in town that's doubled its business in the last month. It can't be your dinner. So it must be Terry McKay singing. Yeah, I sure wish I had a name on a long-term contract. The one I got expires at midnight, June 30th. May. Oh, come on. Don't be afraid of my feelings. Out with it, Corbe. Is my picture good or bad? It is good, Michael. Keep on working, and perhaps one day I will say, this is a great picture by the great Michael Mornay. This is the beginning, the star. June. I'll take this gun. He loves blue. I'd like to see some wedding rings. June 20th, 10 days. The 25th. The 30th. This afternoon. The Empire State Building, 5 o'clock. I'll be there, darling. I'll be there. Do you know what time it is? Uh, two minutes to five, ma'am. Oh, I'm late. Uh, that's the Empire State across the way, ma'am. I'll just pull over across the street. Uh, no, no, thank you. I think I'll save time if I get out here. Uh, here you are. I uh, couldn't cross traffic like this. You sure must be in a hurry. I am. I'm going to be married. Hey, that's swell. Good luck. Thank you. Hey, look out, God in heaven. Stop, 102nd floor, observation balcony, this car going down. Say, son, what time have you got? Uh, 9 o'clock, on the nose. 
say. You, you've been up here over four hours. Yes, I'm waiting for someone. Stood up, huh? That's tough. Starting to rain, too. Yeah, well, uh, that's the way it goes. Express car on the main floor going down. Going down, mister? Yes. I think I am. Starring Virginia Bruce, Herbert Marshall, and Louis Alberni. Act two in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. Someone once asked a famous editor what he considered the most important ability for a girl to have for success and happiness in life. He said that in his opinion, the ability a girl needed most was the ability to look attractive. Now, fortunately, that's one quality any girl can cultivate. A talent for writing, painting, music may belong to the favored few, but the ability to look charming and attractive, well, that's something any girl can possess if she really wants to. And the place to start is with your skin. Just run your fingers lightly over your face now while I'm talking to you. Does your skin feel soft and smooth, or does it feel a little rough here and there, a little bumpy? Do your fingers discover dry flakes of skin on your forehead, around your mouth? So many women write and tell me, how much softer and smoother their skin feels, and how much nicer their powder looks on their skin after just one or two applications of Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. They say it's a real thrill, the way Lady Esther Face Cream loosens and absorbs the dry, clinging flakes, and the way their skin suddenly seems to take on a look of radiant new freshness and beauty. So, if you're really sincere in your desire to look more attractive, start with your skin. Change to Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and let your own image in the mirror, let your skin's radiant new look of freshness be living proof that you are lovelier. And now back to the poignant story of Love Affair, starring Virginia Bruce as Terry McKay, Herbert Marshall as Michael Mornay, and Louis Alberni as Courbet. Several months have passed. Michael, not knowing of Terry's accident, was hurt and completely disillusioned when she did not keep their appointment. A short time later, he sailed for Havana. As our story resumes, Terry is out of the hospital, but still far from recovered, still unable to walk. On a chilly autumn afternoon, we find her, bundled up in her wheelchair and sitting in the window of her poorly furnished room. Kenneth is with her. So nice of you to visit me, Kenneth. And thank you for the flowers and the books. Oh, they're nothing. Terry, please, won't you listen to reason and let me do what I want to do for you? No, Kenneth, thank you, but... But it isn't right for you to have to live in an out-of-the-way place like this. It's the best I can afford. Well, I have plenty of money. Won't you let me lend you enough so that at least you can move to a better neighborhood? Oh, that's very sweet of you, but I couldn't let you. You've done too much for me already. All right. We won't talk about it anymore. 
But if the time ever comes when you want to change your mind, well, all you have to do is yell. I will. I, uh, I saw a mention of Michael Mornay in the paper the other day. He's still in Havana. Yes, I, I read it, too. Look, I want you to be happy more than anything else in the world. Will you let me cable him? No, not unless I can walk to him. And when I say walk, can I mean run? I just can't see myself going down the aisle a piggyback bride, wagging my veil behind me. Terry, I, I talked to the doctor this morning. What did he say? Well... Don't lie to me, Ken. Will I ever walk again? He said if you're very, very good and you keep on improving, he'll make another examination right after Christmas, and there might be a chance... Christmas? Oh, I know that's a long time, but... <gasps> it's no time at all. <laughs> Honestly, the way I feel is, is practically Christmas already. <laughs> Michael, Michael, you look wonderful. But what brings you back to New York? It's Christmas Eve, Kirby. I couldn't stand a Christmas without snow. Did you get those canvases I shipped you? Are you blind, Michael? They're cluttering up my, up my whole place. You didn't waste no time six months in Havana. You should know how many I threw over the cliff. Yes, and I can read what was in your mind when you painted every one of this. This one, you were very sorry for yourself when you painted this. That's right. That was painted in August. And this one, so violent. You were angry here. You were getting over your broken heart. I didn't get over it, Kirby. But I had to learn to live with it. Yeah, but the other one, the girl with the lace shawl. There, there you became a painter. I'm not exactly ashamed of that one myself. And the effect you got with the moonlight on her hair. Mon Dieu, where did you find a model like that? I didn't use a model. You didn't? I didn't need one. I had a lot to say. I tried to paint it instead. So, yes, it comes through that way on the canvas, Michael. You know that there was a girl in here the other day. She saw it in the window. She said to spoke to her of many things. Beautiful things. She wanted it. I'm sorry. That's one I don't expect to sell. Oh, she couldn't afford it anyway. Well, why? Is she, is she poor? Yes. And besides, she was in a wheelchair, the, 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 her legs, I think. Oh. She liked it, huh? That painted, that painting she loved. It is too bad, of course, but uh, I have her address. Just in case. Oh, uh -huh, stop hinting, you old buzzard. You can send it to her. I already have. Why, you, you old... <laughs> You're not angry, no? No, of course not. Tomorrow's Christmas, Kobe. You're a good boy, Michael. And being away alone has helped you. Only you mustn't stay away too long. In New York, they forget you. They forget you like that. You turn around once and poof. Even your name is gone from the telephone book. Oh, nonsense. No one even knew I was gone. I'll bet my name's still in the directory. Here, wait. Here, uh, here's the book. Let's see if it is. Oh, I, I was just making a joke. No, no, I'm curious now. Let's see. K-L-M. Here we are. Monet ought to be right near the top. Mac Adams. Bride. Why do they always put the Macs first? Mac Farland, Mac Gowan, Mac. What is it, Michael? Have you seen a ghost? Mackay. Terry Mackay.
sure you'll be all right, Miss McKay. Perfectly all right. You know, Mrs. O'Reilly, you're the first landlady I ever had for a mother. Oh, go on with you. <laughs> Is the couch comfortable? Soft as your heart. And the lap robe warm enough? Just right. I'll be up in a little while to help you to bed. Thank you. And if you'll be wanting anything before then, just wrap on the floor. I will. Uh, pardon me. Oh, yes, sir. I'm looking for Miss Terry McKay. It's the door right there on the left, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Uh, only Merry Christmas. Come in. Good evening. Michael. Hello, Terry. Michael. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Are you, uh, feeling all right? Oh, oh, yes. I'm just resting. Good. It, it's been a long time. Yes, sir. Yes, that's right. It's good to see you. Yes, you said that. May I, um... Oh, yes, please sit down, Michael. Thank you. I'll bet you're wondering how I got here. Uh-huh. I was looking at the telephone book for a man named McBride, and I saw the name Terry McKay, so I said to myself... Could that be Terry McKay, my old friend? And it was. Yes. Then I said to myself, I've been very nice to Miss McKay. After all, I had an appointment with her one day, and I didn't keep it. You didn't? So I said to myself, I must apologize. And here I am. That's sweet of you. I thought so. <laughs> I've often wondered about you. You have, really. And you weren't angry because I wasn't there. You, you must have been at first. Well, yes, I, I was. At first, I was furious. I said, why, why, he can't do this to me. Who does he think he is? And then? Then I really got mad. You can just imagine standing up there. Yes, in the rain. Yes. Then what did you say to yourself? Then I said, why don't you go home and get tight? But you didn't do that. Didn't I? No. Well, maybe you took a little one every hour for about a month. <laughs> can you blame me? I should say not. The least I could have done was send you a note. Maybe by the time you thought of it, you didn't know where to reach me. But you swore that if you ever saw me again, you would ask, didn't you? No. No, I remembered. We said if we could make it, we'd be there. And if one of us didn't show up, there must have been a darn good reason. Yes, but... And no questions asked. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I walked all the way up here, two miles, through the snow, just to wring your beautiful neck. And instead, I can't even ask you why you went there. You knew that's why I came. Yes. It doesn't seem... I know. I, I don't know what happens to me when I see you again. When I hold your hand. No wedding ring. No. Oh, I, I thought that maybe... No, Ken and I are just good friends. I didn't mean to offend you. You haven't, Michael. And how is everything with you? Oh, you can ask questions. Uh-huh. Well, I, I thought everything was fine until I saw you. Now I don't know. I'm worried about the future. What will people think of me? They will say, there goes Morney, the mad painter. There's something the matter with him. He doesn't like women. He won't even speak to them. Oh, yes, he sails the seven seas. And to every woman he meets, he says, where will you be in six months? And there they are. Everywhere. Tall buildings, pyramids, everywhere. Waiting, waiting, waiting. And where is he? Waiting. Do you want me to change the subject? Please. 
You're wearing my shawl. I remember you wore it that last night on the boat. I... I painted you like that. With a shawl. Wish you'd seen it. Corbe said it was my best. Ah, oh, but no matter. It's gone now. Gone? Yes, a girl came into Corbe's shop. She saw in the painting what I'd hoped you might see. So I told Corbe to give it to her. Did you? Yes, she was very poor, you see. And so I said, uh, send it to her, Corbe, tomorrow's Christmas. <laughs> Just like that. You, you're very generous, Uncle. Well, after all, she liked it so much and she couldn't afford it. And besides, Corbe said she was in a wheelchair that she, that she couldn't... That she couldn't... What is it, Michael? What are you staring at? That... That robe around your knees. Aren't you too warm? No, no, I, I'm comfortable. It was cold in here. And you haven't been very hospitable, Terry. You haven't moved from that couch. You might have shown me around your apartment. Yes, I, I know, Michael, but you... Sure, there must be another room, a bedroom, maybe. Michael, don't go in there. Why not, my dear? I'm such an old friend. Surely you wouldn't want me to leave without... Michael! Yes, it's there. Oh, Terry, Terry, why didn't you tell me? Michael. If anything had to happen to one of us, why did it have to be you? Oh, darling, don't look at me like that. It was nobody's fault but my own. I, I was looking up at the 102nd floor, the nearest thing there was to heaven. Oh, Terry, Terry, darling. It's 12 o'clock. It's Christmas morning. Our Christmas morning. Terry, do you remember what I told you once? That if you wish long enough in your mind and strong enough in your heart, you'll get what you want for Christmas? Yes. And we will, Michael. I know we will. Because if you can paint, I can walk. Herbert Marshall, Virginia Bruce, and Louis Alberney for appearing with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players tonight and for telling us the beautiful story of love affair. We feel it to be a privilege, Mr. Bradley, to appear with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players, for we know that the benefits from these programs go to support the Motion Picture Relief Fund, Country House, and Clinic. We know so well how important these activities are to our industry. And now, before we tell you about next week's program, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Bruce. Ladies, if you could read just a few of the interesting letters I've received from women all over the country, I know very well that I wouldn't need to tell you another thing about Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. Why, some of the things women write and tell me would sound almost fantastic if I didn't know them to be the absolute truth. One woman who wrote me just the other day said, My friends suddenly began to look at me with new interest. One of them said she'd never noticed before what an attractive skin I had. Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't have an attractive skin at all. But using Lady Esther face cream every day made it look so fresh and clean and made my powder look more fascinating on my skin. Now, if you want dramatic and unmistakable proof that Lady Esther four-purpose face cream is different, that it can do wonderful things for the appearance of your skin, here's what to do. Apply Lady Esther face cream to one side of your face and apply any other cream you like to the other side. Remove both creams and powder your face. When you see how much softer and smoother Lady Esther face cream makes your skin look, 
how much younger and lovelier it not only looks but feels, you'll know you've found a lifelong friend to your appearance. Remember, Lady Estefor Purpose Face Cream is all you need for the complete care of your skin. This one cream by itself thoroughly cleans your skin, softens your skin, helps nature refine the pores, and leaves a lovely smooth base for powder. You know, there's a considerable saving in the $1.38 size of Lady Esther face cream. So buy this larger size and put what you save into war stamps. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present one of the funniest comedies of the year, My Sister Eileen. It will star George Tobias, Janet Blair, Brian Ahern, and Rosalind Russell. Be sure to listen. Virginia Bruce is currently working in the RKO Production International Zone. Herbert Marshall is currently starring in the Metro Golden Mayor picture, Young Ideas. Louis Alberni will next be seen in the United Artists picture, The Bridge of San Luis Rey. For economy's sake, get the largest size jar of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and the larger sizes of Lady Esther face powder. Good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.